to the Hacking Your Health podcast with Ben Kenning and Dave Kennedy. Two guys heading out to hack body, mind, business, and beyond. We are here to provide a single source, bullshit-free guide to understanding your body and how you can live better for longer. Yo, what's up, everybody? Just before we get into this week's podcast, I'd like to take a second to say two things. Number one, thanks for tuning in once again. We wouldn't be here if it weren't for every listen, every download, every watch. Secondly, if you can take time to subscribe to wherever you listen to listen to or watch us, it would be greatly appreciated and it would do a lot for us and the show. Thanks. Enjoy this week's episode. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. I'm Ben Canning. I'm Dave Kennedy. And this is Hacking Your Health Podcast. For anybody who's watching, it's very bright in here. So Dave, with his new setup, Luke messaged me the other day saying, I think that yesterday, no, today, um, I think you need to upgrade your setup. And I was like, no, 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 no. He's like, at least turn a light on. So, I mean, I have these lights that sit here all the time and they're never on. But as you can see, they're really fucking looks great. Bright. The picture looks really great. Like, the, it's because I got the good, they got the good lights on. Yeah. Plus your beard is on point and everything, man. Look at this. Thank you man. so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I yeah. think it's going to have to go. It's getting a bit of a thrill. Anyway. I mean, I know we spoke on Monday, uh, but what's going on with you? Uh, it's, you know, get, you know, a solid week. Uh, I'll tell you the, um, the leg training that I've been doing as of late, uh, focusing fairly heavily on volume with running the racks has definitely, um, definitely been hurting quite a bit. So I did orange theory today and I did a, a lift yesterday and uh, I could definitely feel it. I was, uh, n- not running to my, my peak maximum that I normally do today. Cause my, my calves, my legs, my quads, my glutes and hammies were all just hammered from, from yesterday's session, but, uh, it's been good. I, I'm actually going through a little, little struggle right now with, with orange theory. The, um, you know, the, like you have different instructors and trainers and, you know, you know, over time, you know, new instructors come and things like that. And I've never had any issues with, um, any of the instructors at all. Like, you know, I'm totally, but, but like, it's, it's a ruthless, um, the, the, the group that goes to these are ruthless in, in a lot of senses where, like if they don't like the instructor, they'll just stop going to the classes, right? And I've never been that person because you know, and there's been people that would stop going to certain classes because they didn't like the instructor. I'm like, oh, I didn't notice. There's nothing wrong with them. I mean, it's just a maybe it's not as energetic as some of the other instructors or things like that or coaches. But you know, I've never had an issue with it. You know, I just like to go there, I like to focus on what I'm doing. I like to put in as maximum effort as possible, um, you know, and get my hour done. And you know, I start the day off on a good note. And a few months ago, we had this instructor come and uh, this coach and, uh, you know, he sung the entire time. And this is a few months ago, but he wasn't a normal, regular coach. So he didn't come all the time. OK, so so like when, uh, you know, like especially like 90s rock would come on, like throughout the whole uh, training session, he was singing, you know, like and, and just like at the top of his lungs with the microphone on to every song, you know, Nirvana screaming, that type of stuff, you know. And so it was super distracting for me. And I, I hated that session. But. At the end of the day, I was like, ah, it's fine. You know, for one, maybe it was just a one-time fluke. And second, he's not my normal coach throughout the time because he was from a different uh, studio. So uh, I was like, ah, no big deal. I'll, you know, I'll just get over it. And so uh, just this, this last week, uh, it turns out he's now in my time slot. They moved him to our studio, and now he's in our time slots. And he ha- happens to be when I'm working out, and he sings every single friggin' session. So it's the most distracting thing. And I mean, this might seem petty for people listening, but like when I go to, you know, a specific thing and, and I, and I want to, you know, perform and, and to, you know, give my maximum effort, you know, I, I not hearing the song that, you know, in your head, it immediately causes me to lose focus of like that zone that I'm in and have to focus on him singing. Is he going to sing next? Is he going to sing this time? What is he singing now? Is this the actual music? Is this not? And I start getting into my own head and it totally throws off my whole workout. So I was like, you know what? I'll just give him another try. You know, no big deal. I'm sure, I'm sure it was just another fluke. He's not really singing the entire time. I had another class on Monday. Exact thing. Same thing happened. I was like, oh, so this is going to be my thing. So now I'm switching my workout days so that I don't have to, to go to this, this coach. And I, I did say something. I'm like, and I said it very positively. Like, I'm a positive person. I don't want to like, the guy's really nice. Like, he's a super nice guy. But I just said to the, the head coach, I'm like, listen, is there any way that there could be like a, no singing that happens 
in the middle of workouts because it's really distracting or, or just turn your mic off and sing. So I can't, you know, barely hear it. If you want to sing along with the music, cool. You know, just don't do it, you know, with the speakers up at, at maximum volume, that's drowning the sound of the music. <laughs> and um, it turned into like a really awkward situation to where, you know, this person I've known, this, this head coach I've known for several years, kind of like laughed and said, Oh, I, I kind of like his music. And then kind of like went away. And I was like, Oh, this is, this is awkward. So uh, I was like, okay, I'll just switch my days. I'll just switch my days. So I'm switching my days now. I got to figure out my workout routine so that I'm not doing Mondays and Wednesdays. I'm thinking either Wednesdays or Fridays or Tuesdays or Thursdays and, you know, adjusting my workout routines as appropriate. But that's been my distractions for this week on the, on the resistance training. I know it's, you know, first world problems that I'm having here. All my instructor sings during a thing. But, you know, for me, I'm accustomed to a certain thing. And I don't mind the trainer. I don't mind new trainers. I don't mind new people. It's just, you know, follow the program and don't don't uh, have a chorus in the middle of a program because it's totally distracting. It's not just me, by the way. There's other people complaining about it just won't go up and say anything. Um, it's just one of those things where I was just like, ah, oh, I just gotta. Uh, so I'm actually trying out a new studio uh, on Mondays to see if I like that new studio. It's only like five more minutes of a difference. <laughs> and then um, if I do like that studio, I'll just go there and just do Mondays and Wednesdays uh, instead of going to the studio that I've been currently going to for two and a half years and then or switch my training routines out, which is more of a pain in the butt. So we'll see how it goes. But that's that's been my drama for the week. Um, and uh, tune in, in the tune grand in next week to find out what happens with <laughs> the story of, of what's happened here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How's well, that going with you, dude? Uh, uh, first, I will say is sometimes singing really, I just can't, I just don't like the, I guess I don't like the feeling, how it makes me feel. So sometimes it makes me feel a little bit awkward when people are singing. So, I mean, I can yeah. fully, fully relate to that. Um, how's things going with me? Good. I, I trained this morning. Well, one thing I will say is my sleep has been slightly off since coming back. Uh, I thought I was over it. So on Monday, I worked like all day, got, went to bed at like 11 o'clock, didn't wake up again until 11 o'clock on Tuesday morning. I was like, what the fuck? So my <laughs> sleep has been a little bit off, obviously, after traveling back and whatever else. But other than that, I'm good. Went to the gym this morning. Um, and on the way, I was like, in my head, I was like, right no matter what, like I'm not letting myself give in to myself in this session. So like, you know, whenever things start to get hard, you're like, oh, well, I'll just stop, whatever. Right. No, I had a really good session. I came back and I did 30 minutes of cardio. Um, and then I've been pretty much doing calls the rest of the day, building out the training for the mainframe for today, which is going to be on my fitness path and how to sort of master it premium versus the free version, all that sort of stuff. So things are good here. Absolutely zero complaints. It's good to be back in my normal routine. I'll say that much for sure. Yeah, it's the the routines that uh, and I know you've been traveling for the past few weeks and getting back to, you know, certain routine is is really really important. And uh, I noticed and I recognize that too from last week to to this week. Even though I was only gone for just a few days, you know, um, it's interesting to see too because uh, uh, a lot of people struggle with the same types of situations. I just saw somebody that was on Discord on the the We Hack Health um, Discord server, you know, talking about hey, you know, how do you? I look, looked at the local hotel gym and it looks pretty crummy. Where do I go for gym? So how do you all you know figure those out? And you know, we've covered this in previous podcasts before, but I think it's important to note that you know, you know, those routines and habits because you used to go into certain gyms, certain types of equipment, certain types of the day, certain types of instructors that aren't singing during the middle of recent, you know <laughs> other things. But you got to kind of take yourself out of the element, but still stay consistent with what you're doing. And um, you know, it's interesting uh, with that because he had, he had asked, you know, like, what's your routine? And I say, well, the first thing I do when I go to a hotel is I assume the hotel gym is going to be really crummy unless it's like, you know, in Vegas or something like that, right? Where that usually has a decent gym. And so I usually just go to Google Maps and I just search, you know, gyms near there. And I look at, you know, what's the coolest looking grungy meathead looking gym that I can find out there that has heavy weights that I can go to. Um, and then almost every single gym that you have out there has, um, you know, gym passes. And so, you know, I'll typically go there and uh, get my lift in uh, just like I do any other time. And uh, that's kind of, you know, the way that that I handle my travel and trying to make sure that I can at least have a gym that's central to me that I kind of consider my home gym uh, while I'm out. And, you know, maybe I'll try a few different gyms if I'm out there for a few different times. If there's a couple cool looking ones, um, you know, something new to explore, new equipment, um, things like that might be kind of interesting and fun. So, you know, these are all things that you kind of explore as you're traveling. But coming back to your routine and your home and your consistent gym that you know, the people and the faces that you know every single time gives you definitely a sense of comfort um, as you go through. But I'll tell you, on the consistency thing, it's interesting. Um, I had a conversation with with Aaron uh, this morning, and uh, uh, I was in a hurry this morning to get to uh, the office right after Orange Theory, and I was rushing. I was like, oh, I got to get my um, progress photos uh, you know, uh, taken. And she's like, why don't you just do those later? I'm like, because I always take my progress whoa, photos. Whoa, 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 yeah, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. First of all, my progress photos are more important than me going to work. Let me just, let's just be perfectly honest here. No, but, uh, you know, the, 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 the funny part about that was, um, 
you know, it, it's consistency, right? And, and uh, uh, doing the same things over and over again that give you the desired results. And, um, you know, I take my progress photos at the same time. I take my weight photos at the same time. I take my measurements at the same time. I work out. I try to work out almost at the same time. And sometimes it doesn't always happen, but, you know, consistently trying to get it done in the morning. So the, the consistency, the repeatability and holding yourself accountable for those routines is, is what makes this all possible in our day-to-day lives. Um, again, we're not, you know, forging food and, and out there having to, you know, fight for, you know, survival and to get, you know, animals to kill, to, to eat, to, to survive for our, 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 you know, um, for our packs. And, and so, you know, it's, it's the, the things that, that, that allow us to be consistent in our busy day cycles that allow us to stay focused and, and do those just if we brush our teeth, take a shower, you know, put on deodorant. So I said, you know, this is a consistency thing for me. I have to do it now because I always take my progress photos right after orange theory, right before I hop in the shower. Um, and then, you know, from there, I hop in the shower, get changed, you know, and I, and I, you know, head out to my, to the rest of the day work. That's just what I do. I can't skip that type of routine because if I skip it, then what else am I skipping from a consistency perspective? Am I going to skip a workout next? Am I going to skip a meal or eat more on a meal? Am I going to not do this, not do that? And now it all of a sudden is, you know, it throws me out of my consistency pattern. So you know, for me, I'd like to be in a structured program, something that keeps me consistent that I can do day in and day out. Um, that That is immutable. It's not something that I, I'm, a, I'm allowed to really change, right? Uh, I have to go and do it. I didn't feel like going to Orange Theory this morning. Um, even though I got some decent sleep, just woke up kind of, you know, feeling like kind of meh. I could definitely sleep in another two hours and uh, didn't even think about it. I was like, I, okay, that's fine, but I'm going to get up and I'm going to get ready and I'm going to take my pre-workout and uh, yeah, I'm going to go to Orange Series. I don't excited. have a choice. I've been excited yeah, yeah. all day yesterday to take yeah. my pre-workout. I so think so the- I would tell you, I would tell you that the pre-workout is, so when I'm going to bed, I'm like, man, I can't wait to take my pre-workout in the morning. You know, it's just <laughs> <laughs> like saying goodnight and all the pre-workouts set yeah, yeah. for the next one. <laughs> Yeah, I'm patting it, it. I'm just, patting it. I'm holding it next to my chest as I'm sleeping, so it's ready to go. Do you just have it beside your bed? Is it on? The yeah, yeah, yeah. Bed? No, no. It's, it's, it's actually like instead of, instead of like having a doll or a, you know a teddy bear when you go to bed, it's my pre workout that I hold. Yeah, I just like cuddle it with it. And, you know, you know, <laughs> it's my bottle. Um, the, the thing number one in terms of the, the the gyms and other places, I think sometimes you really nail it. Like we did whenever we were in, in Phoenix, like that gym was absolutely awesome. Oh, it's awesome. And sometimes you really don't and you just have to make do. Um, sometimes you just have to make do with the hotel gym as well. And okay, maybe it's not optimal. Like the one the, in the hotel that I was in Texas the first time around, there was literally a treadmill, elliptical machine, another treadmill, a bike, and then a set of probably about 10 different dumbbells with the maximum one that was like 35 pounds. Not ideal, but I was pretty much able to get cardio in on one of the machines and I was able to get a solid arm workout in. I just had to do a lot of reps to get it. So there is always something that can be done and it is the consistency that is the piece more than anything else. Yes, you'll maybe not be able to get your exact programmed or planned workout done, but you'll definitely be able to do something and using the, oh, but the gym didn't have this, so the gym couldn't facilitate this as an excuse is just bullshit probably more than anything else and i'll tell you a story one more thing about consistency and sort of the conversations you had and I've, I've spoken about this before like how i sort of like teach myself and reteach myself discipline and the conversations that i have myself so obviously i'm on slightly lower calories slightly than i was before i went away um and on monday i was in i was like in a rush and i hadn't really eaten anything i was like i'll just go and grab something to snack cupboard I don't know if you guys have what not in fact i know that you guys don't because i've spent enough time in supermarkets in the u.s Wagon wheels are like chocolate biscuits. So basically it's uh, like mallow, marshmallow with jam in the middle with two biscuits wrapped in chocolate. Anyway, long story short, there's one in the cupboard. I went in. Sounds amazing. I got it. it they are amazing. And I had it in my hand and I was like, no, this is a slippery slope. This is a gateway drug. So I just literally put it back in and walked off. So the conversations you have with yourself are important too. And for anybody who played the game of what weight Ben was whenever he got back from, yes, I was 221 pounds. So whenever I left... What did I say it was the other day? 208, I think. You didn't say. You didn't actually say. No, I said what I was what, when I left. Oh, I think I think you said you were it was 206. 208, yeah, I can't yeah. remember. I'll have to do the calculation. Yeah, 208, I think. Um, I was 221 whenever I got back. But I have started to come down already, so it's fine. Thanks for everybody. 221? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's a big, that's a big game. Yep. All muscle, all of my calves. All muscle, all the calves. <laughs> That's the calf people. Non-tall people that talk about calves. You can, you can F off. <laughs> Speaking about non-tall people who talk about calves, today's topic, we want to talk about comparing ourselves to others. 
Yes, yes. Honestly, you, know, you would I, think we set this stuff up. You know, it's it's, it's interesting. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I get I get a lot of time on social media as you do around. Well, hey, I'm no Ben Canning or I'm no Dave Kennedy, but look at me. You know, and you know that's you know while I, I appreciate those types of comments or giving me a compliment saying you know hey I'm impressed with your your physique. And yet at the same time, uh, comparing yourself to others isn't something that you should focus on. Because, you know, everybody's body type is different. Everybody's life is different. Everybody's experiences, surgeries, uh, ailments, uh, where they're at in progress, how far they let themselves go versus where they're at today. Um, all of those are different. Or when you started your journey, um, you know, are all very, very, very different. And, you know, what's interesting is that there's a lot of research out there that if you were a athlete as a young, uh, a, a young kid, you know, it's and, and you lifted weights and things like that uh, earlier in your ages. The easier it is for you to um, put on muscle mass and and have faster gains because your body essentially remembers those types of activities from when you were younger. Um, I didn't have that, right? Um, you know, I, I had the Marines, so when I got out of the military or when I got into the military, you know, I did a lot of cardio and stuff like that, but I didn't do much lifting. It was all pretty much cardio all the time. Uh, just a lot of running, you know, a lot of sit ups, a lot of pull ups. And that was basically it. Um, so we weren't required to go to the gym very often, you know, and actually lift weights, believe it or not. So I know that's probably surprising to some folks in the Marines, you probably think of meatheads and lifting all the time. Um, that's was, what I know, think most, of. Yeah, no, it's, it was, it was a lot of, you know, early morning PT was we're running our asses off, you know, 10 miles and, you know, with a gas mask on and then, you know, doing some pushups and that was basically it. So, I mean, you had to be fit, but it was never anything that was a, a muscular type of thing. So, you know, I never had that ability. So to make my progress has probably been slower than somebody that is just getting back into things or, you know, has has had a, a, a history of um, lifting before in the past. So there's there's some science behind it, uh, essentially. And I don't know, I, sh I shouldn't even be commenting on the science of it because I don't fully understand it. But basically, the the nitrogen that's that's injected into your muscles, um, are the, the cell structure of that is permanently there once you do it. So when you basically lose that muscle, your muscle remembers that it was that big at that point in time, for lack of a better term. So it moves to that faster because you have more of those those cells in there that allow you to remember that you're not you're not having to rebuild all of that over again. So um, you know it's it's an interesting thing that our our, our body actually remembers. Hey, we used to have need that muscle strength. I'm probably going to keep that for a little bit longer, or you know, longer in case I need it again, so I can shoot back up much faster before in, in, in the future. It's amazing how our bodies work, right? Absolutely incredible. Um, but, the, you know, in stating that comparisons are something that, you know, I think can be defeating for a lot of people because, you know, you look at somebody, you see an Instagram influencer, um, you see, you know, somebody that has a perfect six pack or eight pack or whatever. And you're like, you know, they're just jacked out of their minds. You're like, man, I, I really want to be like that. And, you know, when I first joined with Ben, the first thing I, that I said is I want to look like the specific um, guy in tonal, uh, Coach Jackson. And, uh, you know, looking at his physique, first of all, he's super short, um, you know, so his ability to put on that type of muscle mass and look really decent is, is, is much easier. Um, second, our body types are completely different in, in many ways. So, you know, it, it's, it's not a one-to-one -one comparison on what you're doing and what you're accomplishing. What you should really be focusing on is are you seeing progress to what you want to become and, you know, continuously changing what you want to become so you can continue to have that, that success. And I think when you do comparisons to the others, like, you know, saying, Hey, I, I'm not as good as that guy there, but no, you, you are as good as that guy there. It's just different. You're in a different part of your journey, a different part of your, your phases. You're being consistent with things. You're having successes. You should want to celebrate that. Um, you shouldn't want to, you know, put yourself down a notch because what you've accomplished is better than 98% of the population out there today. Um, you know, and it's interesting because there is a statistic um, about uh, military fighting forces, most specifically with all the recent activity of China and everything else. And it was if the United States went into a conflict with uh, China, who would win? Okay. And what was interesting is that uh, currently only 1% of the U.S. population uh, serves in the military. And only 26% of the entire population in the United States is even able to serve because of obesity, other health ailments, and everything else. So you look at 26% obese that aren't in the obesity category to potentially serve. I mean, we have a, obviously a major problem here. So the fact that you've made progress, the fact that you're fixing you know, yourself to, to be more healthy – um, is is a testament in itself that you're above a notch than than a larger percentage of the population that's out there that also is struggling that also is 
is fighting. So, you know, take your, your victories where those are deserved because they absolutely are deserved and don't compare yourself to anybody else or wanting a specific body type. You know, keep putting the work in to get to that, but don't say, Hey, I'm never going to be there. or I can't be there. Or, I'm not like this person, like that person push towards that, but you know, don't, don't, don't make it a one-to-one comparison because it's completely different in everybody's scenarios. I think the biggest thing is that you will never be that person. There is no way that if someone comes and I've done this before, like I remember, you know, I used to have clients come to me and they were in an initial competition and they went, I want to look like this person. I'm like, I mean, I cannot make you look like that person. Like it is not possible. Like, it's like you said, you can strive to be as lean or as big or in similar shapes or work in similar areas, but you're never going to, like you say, one for one, look like another person. Um, I think for me, it's a bit of a, I guess it's a bit of a double-edged sword because yes, to some people, comparison can be a negative as in like it would put them down like, oh, I'm never going to be able to do that. I'm never going to be able to do that. But there are people who are of another mindset that will sort of compare and think, I could do that too. Do you know what I mean? And I've had people mm-hmm. before, you know, essentially if you sort of reverse engineer the whole thing, you know, people who looked at you and your sort of journey from whenever you were quote unquote big Dave and how much weight you lost and the job that you did and this, the struggles and the stresses and everything that you had, people will look at that and think, if he can do it, I can do it. So I think there are, it's a, it's definitely a perspective thing and it's definitely a mindset thing. But if you think that you're the sort of person that comparison is potentially a negative, then I would definitely avoid. And I think that the potential or the place that you should put your comparison is with yourself and your own sort of progress in your own journey. And even if I think about my own progress, like it was the start of this month, the start of February, I've been training for nine years. And if I think back, like I haven't obviously been 100% consistent those entire nine years. I haven't always 100% prioritized my training. I've had times where I've really pushed it, times where I've sort of pulled back and let other things prioritize and whatever else. If I had prioritized my training only and really focused on my training and nutrition for the entire nine years, I'd probably be much further on than I am now in terms of my physique and how I look or what side I am or how lean I am or whatever it may be. But other things in life sort of got in the way. Um, business, work, whatever it was, something somewhere along the line got in the way. I still trained and I still sort of went through the emotions or maintained or whatever I needed to do, but life sort of got in the way. And if I even start to sort of think back to like the, the journey and the different times and the different sort of periods, it's cool to sort of see how I can take a back seat, but still be a part. And as you said, sometimes it can just come like sort of rise up to the top and you get back into that sort of swing of things and you get back into sort of where you're at. And I am pretty responsive whenever I get to the place where I sort of go back all in with it. Yeah. The, uh, the consistency part of it and the comparison part of it, you know, are all different things. Like I, I, you know, the biggest thing that I always struggled with um, when looking at, you know, comparisons was, you know, I'd see somebody that, you know, would be, you know, much further along in their progress as myself. And I'd be like, man, you know, I'm not progressing fast enough or I'm not seeing a change or I'm not seeing the difference. You know, there's so much that goes into how you feel um, other than aesthetics, you know, other than that scale. Uh, you know, are you feeling better about yourself for being consistent? That's one. Uh, second, you know, are your measurements changing? You know, what other physical things can you see? You know, is your endurance better? Is your sleep better? How you feel better? Um, those are all, you know, signs that you're continuously making progress. And, you know, I think the the biggest thing that we struggle with is that, you know, we're a society that expects, you know, things to happen to us almost immediately, right? We expect, you know, once we start lifting hey, Jeff, for two Jeff weeks. Jeff Bezos on Amazon Prime. Right. Fuck this right. all in our impatience. Man, I just, ordered, I just ordered those arms you told me to order, and it's not going to be here until Friday, so I'm super upset. But um, <laughs> Yeah, it's like, mm-hmm. what do you mean, Friday? Why can't I Seriously, get it Friday? Why can't I get it right now? Why can't I? Why don't I have a six-pack of abs right now? You know, and I think that's the, the biggest thing that we forget is that, you know, uh, it takes time for this stuff to happen. You know, I mentioned on the last podcast, it's taken me two and a half years to really feel good about my body myself, right? Um and, you know, to be in a position where I feel like I'm, I'm at a good state, you know, uh, it doesn't mean I'm going to stop. I mean, I'm going to continue to push this as hard as I possibly can, but I'm in a good state to where I feel good about myself. I feel good about my body. I feel good about wearing, you know, thin clothes. I don't feel like I have a gut. I don't feel like I'm overweight. Um, you know, I'm, I'm in a different position than I was substantially, you know, uh, just recently, you know, six months ago to two years ago to two and a half years ago. So, you know, it's, it's the progress that we look for in our journeys that, really forge who we are. But again, you know, don't compare yourself to anybody else. You know, one, you know, I'm on testosterone replacement therapy, which, you know, definitely gives you an edge above more people. There's no question about it. Testosterone 
uh, external testosterone you know, scientifically has been shown to increase muscle mass more than regular testosterone does because you're, you know, injecting more in, into yourself. And obviously I have medical reasons for that and I have low testosterone levels and my doctor prescribes it and everything else. And it's done in a very baseline state, but I do have an edge when it comes to somebody that doesn't need testosterone, right? So my progress may be substantially faster than somebody else that's out there. So you have to look at the variables and too. I mean, Obviously, I, I run two successful companies, so I have access to a lot of technology. I have access to my own personal gym. I have access to things that isolate movements a little bit better uh, than than others. So, you know, I may have a more of an advantage in certain cases than than you know somebody else that only has barbells and and you know dumbbells. And and not to say that that isn't all you need. That's that's fantastic. But you know, it, it, there's different things that that progress faster or slower than others, and you just have to realize that you know. You're, 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 and by the way, I will also say most of the influencers that you see posting these things on like TikTok and YouTube and things like that are super unhappy uh, in life because they have to. I mean, the guys that have to maintain that type of physique, I mean, it is starvation. It is making you feel like shit all the time. It is lighting. It is editing. It is a lot of other things that happen uh, for for that to be just like that. So. You know, it's it's a facade world that most people live in uh, when it comes to those types of of people that you follow day in and day out. And um, you know, and, and it's fake news. Again, I'm not, fake news. It, it is fake news. It is absolutely fake news, right? You know, <laughs> the um, thing, I think the thing yeah. about it is, number one, they don't look like that all year round. No. Number two, if if we sort of take it back to you remember the comment that James made about sort of people who get into the fitness industry are sort of a bit like loose cannons in some way like something has driven them in some way to do that i think that's a similar not to everybody like i'm not you know judging anybody but i have definitely seen it time and time again you know there is definitely some level of insecurity or something that drives a person to want to take their body to that and show it off at that level and you're absolutely right like it is not a pleasant experience to do that and go there there are i would say there are better ways to do it now than there have been in the past but it definitely is tough and like you can hear sort of bodybuilders and competitors and photo shoots and athletes and all this stuff talk about like the grind and like being in the hole and the suck and all this stuff and embracing it yeah. and it is a mental challenge more than anything else but it's like the, the i often hear that when they look their best they feel their worst and it's it's hard to find that balance and i'm not saying that people need to take that extremes it's just recognizing that that photo that you're potentially looking at is like a snapshot in time that someone has worked very specifically for number one for a matter of years, but number two, even on a smaller time scale of like whatever the prep was to get to that point. And there was maybe one day or a week where they looked like that. And then that was it. And yeah. it's been able to recognize that and know that people don't walk about like that all the time. Even like you and I say, like whenever we take photos and we're like, yeah, look, you know, I have a, a vein over here. We don't look like that all the time. It's just, we've just trained and we look bigger and we feel bigger. Like it's like whenever you, you know, 45 yeah. minutes after Jimmy, you just feel like you're deflated. I mean, every, everybody I talk to, yeah, everybody I talk to is like, you're so much smaller in person. I'm like, gosh, damn it. Okay. I'm going to go do some pushups right now. You know? Okay. You know, we don't look like this all the time. It's a pump. It's, you know, yeah. perfect lighting. It's, you know, happen to be focused on those specific muscle groups at the time. Believe me, if you looked at my, I had a great picture of my legs the other day. They looked amazing. You know, my quads looked effing crazy. It looked like a, I was like, oh my God, where are these quads come from? I've never seen these before. It was like almost overnight. Like I had these big quads, Just right? Just been running the rack. Right, right. And you're right of the rack. And so, so I got it to, uh, uh, I took my, my, my progress pictures today. I'm like, where the hell those quads go? Where are they at? Like, what happened? Would they go away? Like, is they just the magically gonna, disappeared? Is the photo going to be cropped? Like, it's, it's the top half of your back yeah, and, yeah. and the bottom half of the gym? <laughs> did, I did I lose, you know, 10, 10 inches of my, of my calves or my, uh, not my calves, my quads within, within three days or four days. So, you know, it's, it's crazy, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, obviously it, it, it gives you a perspective that, you know, people look like that all the time and that's not the case. Right. Yeah. I would also like to clarify for anybody listening, the arms that Dave ordered are arms to hold a camera. He's not actually ordering new arms for himself. Because anybody's wondering what the fuck's going on. Yeah. Uh, but yes, the comparison thing. So number one, you sort of need to take everything that you see on social media as you should with anything, not just how people look at their physique with a pinch of salt and recognize that, you know, that is a very small snapshot in time. The other thing is a lot of these people, that is their job to look that way. Do you mean that is literally yeah. their job? They get paid so to look that way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they don't have, I'm not saying they don't have family or kids, but they don't have other sort of responsibilities and, and stuff to focus on. And I sort of relate it back to myself whenever I work in the gym, like, 
I didn't have as much as many time commitments. I was in the gym all day. Uh, I maybe had, you know, between eight and 10 hours worth of clients. And then I could train for three hours in the middle of the day. Like I had absolutely no problem doing that. I had my meal prep with me. Like it was definitely easier to manage because that was the only thing I was really prioritizing. And I did stay relatively lean that entire time, but potentially because I was so active because 10 hours a day, I was coaching clients, which involved me going and picking yeah. up weights all the time. Um, so yeah, it was definitely much easier for me to stay lean and be in that sort of position rather than I'm not picking up anything whenever I'm in the office here, a bottle of water maybe. Um, so yeah, understand that as a comparison is is important too. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's an interesting piece because I, I remember um, when I first started on my, my journey, and it's funny because I was looking at some of my progress photos um, for today in, in comparison to uh, several years ago. And, you know, like, if you would have told me, you know, that, that guy two and a half years ago that I would look like the guy I am today, I'd be like, there's no way, like, that's just not possible. Like I'm not capable of being able to do this. So, but I don't look like that coach. Jackson, I wonder, right? I wonder with, I wonder whether it have put you off. Like if I was actually be able to give you like a, this is what you'll look like in two and a half years. And it was you, you'd be like, nah, I can't do it. This guy's lost his spot. I'm, <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. And, and, but I, I think there is something to be said about that around the, the time frame it takes you to get there and appreciate all the work you did. Because, you know, I, I thought about this uh, in my head recently, which is, you know, if I was back at that same stage again, as I was two and a half years ago, would I do it all over again? And, and the answer of that is, yes, I would. But I don't want to go through all of that again, because it's been a lot of work to get here. Right? I've been busting my ass for two and a half years. To get to a point where I'm not. So it's even more motivation for me not to stop, to have consistency and to continue to push myself forth and have to let this, you know, atrophy and then have to go back and do it again. So, you know, I think the biggest thing for me is like, yeah, could I do it again? Yes. Do I want to do it again? No. And it's, it's interesting because like when I'm giving people advice on, um, you know, where to start their journey, you know, I sometimes get you know, a little bit confused, not confused in the sense of like, I don't know what I'm talking about, but confused. And, and there are times where I don't know what I'm talking about. So I don't, don't speak on things I don't know what to talk about, but, um, but, you know, I almost get confused on, you know, the struggles that I had then because I'm so consistent now. So I have to think back and be like, Oh, well, you know, back then, you know, I really struggled with the nutrition aspects and the hunger craving. Right. Whereas I don't necessarily care about that. Now I'm not controlled by food. I don't care about food. I, I literally, I'm like, oh shit, I, I got to eat because I got to get my protein in or else I'm, you know, Ben's going to yell at me on my check-in. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I don't pay attention to food as a driver of myself. Um, whereas I remember before, I mean, I remember, remember extremely in, in, you know, clear as day, you know, I'd be like, oh, I'm so hungry. And I would just like, I'd sit there in the fridge and I'd just be like, I could eat everything in here right now, you know? And then I'd, I'd go over to the, the pantry and I'd be like, there's definitely some wheat thins over here. Right. You know, and then, you know, and then I go over here and, and can smell them just... Uh, but, uh, you know, the, the thing with that is, um, you know, my struggles then are different than my struggles now, right? You know, my struggles now are, you know, distractions. You know, I, I actually said this in the check-in today, but, you know, making sure that, you know, I'm really busy right now with work, you know, binary is going really fast and, and pushing forward really quick. Trusted sec, you know, we're, we're growing into, you know, the company that we are and continue to push forward on that. So I'm just busy with like day-to-day -day stuff that's really you know, occupying my time throughout the day. I mean, I'm just, just, you know, getting barraged at all sides. And what I notice now is that if I don't get my workout done in the mornings before all of the chaos starts, um, you know, it's, it's just, just a shit show because I have people calling me, you know, I have emails I have to respond to almost immediately. And so my, my workouts take like three hours, but then, you know, I have to be like showered and at the office by a certain time for another meeting. So like I'm rushing the shower, I'm rushing, getting ready, you know, I'm trying to slam in protein as I'm going through it. It's just chaotic. Right. So, you know, I'm finding that my, my priorities and my struggles are different now than they were before. And you kind of have to equate that and, and just be adaptable to those as you kind of come through and go along because the struggles you had before in the past aren't going to be the struggles you have tomorrow. Uh, and as you progress in this fitness journey, again, as long as you have consistency, you know, you will continue to make progress as things go along. So, you know, those are all the things that I would just heavily recommend for you personally is that regardless of what stage you're in, the, 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 you know, you talk about the, the pillars, you know, and this is the, the, this is a subset of the most important pillar, right? Which is mindset, right? And we've talked about that, which is you have to have consistency. And, and, um, I'll see a lot of people, um, that have had a successful change in their life, uh, whether they were 
extremely overweight or obese or extremely unhealthy or extremely skinny, um, what, what was the thing that changed for them? And every single person that I've heard talk about kind of like from a motivational perspective of what the change was for them, it wasn't discipline. Discipline's part of it, right? You know, uh, but it was the repetitiveness and the consistency that made that change for them, right? The flip of the switch that said, hey, I'm going to do this from now on. I don't have a choice, you know, and, and these are the things that I'm going to do to, to make a change in my life. And guess what? I don't have a choice. I, I have to do this. I have to push forward. This is something that I absolutely cannot let slip one day, two days, three days, four days, uh, where I failed before I will, you know, be successful today. Um, that, that mindset shift is just consistency. It's, it's just, saying I have to do this. And and that's where I've heard the success come from on the mindset aspects of things of how people have made those changes. Uh, Joey Swole, if you don't follow him, is it Joey Swole? I think it's Joey Swole. Um, he's he's a, 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 a kind of like a fitness influencer, I guess. Yeah, I mean, on, there is on, a guy, online. Joey Swole, but I don't know if it's the person that you're going to speak about. I think it's Joey Swole, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's Joey Swole. It's that guy, yeah. Okay, okay, he's, okay. Uh, he, you know, but his, his life story is actually really interesting. Um, so he's, a, he's a, a, a guy on, you know, TikTok and YouTube and everything else. And his whole thing is he'll um, see recordings of people posting, you know, gym experiences on TikTok. And then he kind of critiques whether or not that was good or bad. So, for example, like talking about gym culture and stuff like that has been kind of his claim to fame. So, like, you know, like most recently, there was a there was a guy that, you know, slightly glanced at a woman um, as they were walking through. And you can tell, like, the guy's like, you know, slightly glancing to make sure he doesn't get in her way so that, you know, one, the 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 the, um, the mirror and also not get in the way of the camera, which, you know, if you're in a gym and there's a billion people taking cameras, you have no effing idea where the hell you're supposed to go. <laughs> what you're supposed to do. How do you get your sets in? Like it's chaotic. I think cameras should be banned from, from gyms to be perfectly honest with you, uh, unless you're a personal trainer or something like that. Okay. Um, but you know, his, you know, the, but the, the, the woman just, just goes off and this guy is a creeper for checking her out. Right? And listen, there's a lot of creepers out there. There's a lot of people that do, you know, that, that are you know, harassing women and things like that. Um, this was not one of those cases, you know, it was literally the guy, you can tell he glances over really quick uh, just to make sure he's not in her way. He's not in the, in her picture shot. And walks past her on the way, doesn't look at her again, doesn't stare at her, just goes past her, right? And Joey's, you know, kind of goes into the whole, like, hey, he's just making sure he's he's in, not, you know, invading your space here. You know, we have to be able to know what's around us to be able to, to, to navigate the gym so we don't trip over people or things like that. Like, so, you know, I, I appreciate what he does, but his story is actually really interesting, too, because, you know, he, I think he, um, if I remember correctly, his his story was heavily involved in drugs and, you know, alcohol and things to that effect. And, and what really changed his life was focusing on the gym and positivity. And, um, and his thing again, has always been, I just go to the gym consistent wise. I, instead of me going out and doing drugs or things like that, I focus on the gym and I focus on, you know, the consistency of being there, which has completely changed my life for the better because I'm going there every day instead of going on the street and doing drugs. So, you know, it's, it's interesting that, you know, regards to the experience, you know, it was, yeah, so eight, um, he said he was addicted to, to opioids, uh, suicidal, completely alone, without any purpose, uh, and he's been on his journey. And obviously, he's a you know freak of nature when it comes to how big that dude is and awesome um, to watch. But you know, at the end of the day, like we all have our own stories and what we struggle with. Um, using fitness and health as a way to change that, curb that, and allow you to be successful in your gym. Uh, the consistency is the number one thing. You you have to go. There's no choice. Like if you're listening to this today, you're not going to the gym. Go to the fucking gym. You know what I mean? Guys, <laughs> go to the fucking like, gym. Go to the fucking gym. The thing though, Get there like, now. as 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 I said, like <laughs> over the over the past uh, nine years or whatever, it's been like, you know, there may have been times that I didn't make as much progress as I could, or I didn't push in terms of like whether it was fat loss or muscle building or whatever. But I still went to the gym. Like I still showed up and went to the gym, and it's you know it's a similar story. Like whenever I initially started, I went from one escape of something that we'll not talk about to essentially the gym was just another escape. It was just another distraction from something. And obviously it was a lot more positive and it was a lot more healthy one, but it's the same sort of thing. And I've, I've heard it before time and time with clients that they say, you know, if they didn't have the gym or they didn't make that change, they don't know where that other path would have let, would have led them. Um, so yeah, for me, like it, 
I use the gym in a lot of different ways at a lot of different times. Sometimes it's just a place to go to just go and lift weights and it just needs to be that and that's all it needs. Or sometimes it's to go and sort of challenge myself mentally and physically to know that I can still push myself and I can still do more than I think I can and all those sort of things. So using it for whatever you need it for and whatever circumstances. And even like clients who have went through things even recently, you know, stuff of family and sickness and illness and death and whatever else. And they still sort of have that place where they can go and sort of grind themselves, anchor themselves and use that as something that's maybe a constant or something they can control in their life when everything else is sort of spinning out around them. Um, and even like you saying about, you know, being busy and work, like I think that the one thing that I've sort of noticed, I guess over the past few years, I'm not going to say by any stretch of imagination, it was easier, but there was definitely less distractions whenever COVID was a thing. And everybody was sort of locked in the house or not able to go out. Like you couldn't socialize, you couldn't do this. And I've seen it again with clients and Louise has mentioned it and Heath has mentioned it. Like the progress that they were able to make then it was much more because they didn't have as many social engagements or distractions yeah. or there was no like, oh, let's go for a drink or, you know, everybody's at work and blah, 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 and whatever else. So, you know, different times allow for different things. And, you know, just recognizing that there are more distractions and there are other things out there. So either you try and avoid those as much as possible or you just recognize the progress potentially would be a little bit slower than it was before. Yeah. And you know, um, the distractions for me are my biggest challenge right now today. Right. You know, it's just, you know, I, the wheat thins, and, there's wheat thins everywhere. <laughs> the wheat thins I've been better at. Okay. I've been better at the wheat thins. I, I haven't been purchasing those. Um, the Mountain Dew hard seltzers might be another problem here coming up, but, uh, to go, to go back to what you were saying about you sort of, whenever we started deny, like, would you do it again? Yes, absolutely. But it was hard. But I think that like it's a different type of hard. It's different. Time, if yeah. that makes sense. So it's like yeah, it's almost an enjoyable difficult. If that makes sense. Like there was a lot of learning and relearning how to move and like a lot of challenges. But now, I guess it comes back to discipline and freedom. Do you know what I mean? If you had the discipline to put all the yeah. work in now to where you're at now, like you can have a little bit of fun about it, and you can you, I don't want to say get away with more, but you know you have, you know your your baseline calories are a lot higher because they're is more of you in a sense of more muscle yeah. mass. So you have a lot more freedom in that way. And training is a lot different. Training like us going and training now would be much more different than us training yeah. two, and a, two and a half years ago. Do you know what I mean? No question about that. Well, I mean, it's funny because I, I think you sent me a video of me doing deadlifts before. And it's funny, I look like a, a freaking T-Rex giraffe, you know, doing deadlifts with, uh, with I think I had 45s on each side. So, you know, that was, it was at, you know, 90 plus uh, 45, so 135. And, um, and so, uh, uh, you know, it, it here's me like struggling with 135 pounds doing a deadlift. And I look like this, this, you know, you know, awkwardly kind of out of shape, you know, like giraffe, you know, like that's, that's picking up these deadlifts in a long way. And, you know, to look back at that and, you know, and, and all the knowledge that I've learned since then and being able to apply that, you know, it's, it would be a very different approach, right? If you take my knowledge that I've compounded over the pain, suffering, tears and fun and excitement and joy and, successes and failures and everything else and couple that with my experiences from two and a half years ago, you know, um, you know, I think it'd be much easier for me to accomplish, you know, what I have done now, uh, because I have that framework, the experiences that are there. And I think that's a good life lesson is, you know, um, if you fail a lot in life, you know, uh, you're, you're either a not learning from your experiences or two, you're not trying the right things to be successful. And, you know, I think when we look at fitness and health and comparisons of others, our expectations are is that, you know, we're going to be that person, right? Uh, we're going to see the success of that person, whereas somebody may have been bodybuilding for 15 years, right? Uh, or 20 years or 30 years. And you're like, well, you know, I want that in a year, you know, like, do you think I could look like that in a year? Well, no, like, it's not humanly possible, not possible. I don't care what you're doing. It's not possible. So, you know, recognize that it is taking it's taken a long time to get to the spot that you're in today. And you should be proud of, you know, your accomplishments in life of where you're at from a success factor perspective, whether it's in business or family or everything else. And maybe you let your health, you know, slip a bit. Uh, but at the end of the day, getting started, making progress and, and, and having the small wins and recognizing that this is a journey um, is, and it's a never ending journey. You've ever heard the, you ever seen the video, uh, the movie, the never ending story. You know, it's the same thing. It's we're in it right now. It's like this is the never-ending story, right? We are we are continuously doing things that you know. If we just stop today, our bodies will be like, oh, cool. Like I could be lazy again. I can sit on the couch. I can eat wheat thins. I can do this. I can do that. You know, I can do all these things that are going to allow me to to get back to my sedentary lifestyle 
And your mind will do that because it's the easiest thing to do, right? Uh, and our minds typically progress to the least amount of friction, least amount of effort so that we can conserve energy. We can conserve things that we were doing and, and focus on whatever, you know, interests us from a, from a hobby or, you know, work, working perspective or accomplishment perspective. That's how we, how we're wired. So, you know, we have to fight those urges. We have to continue to train our, our bodies and our minds to say, this is what is, is expected of us to do. Um, and we don't have a say in it and your body will eventually come along to it. And I always hear this. I, I actually just saw somebody in Discord recently. It was like a couple of weeks ago. Um, talk about this, and and I remember this moment too because it's kind of um, it's kind of a, a switch that happens in your brain. And you know the way that I can relate to this is I was listening to a Huberman Lab podcast, and we almost spent the whole podcast. No, I'll talk about no uh, way. Did you get us the Huberman? Oh, we almost did. Or listening to Huberman Lab podcast around you know how our our body fights new habits, hobbies, or things that we want to learn. Uh, and because, you know, if you, again, if you think about it from a tribal perspective, you know, having an area of expertise that provides for your tribe made the tribe successful. So whether that was hunting, if you're a good hunter, you hunted, if you're a good gardener, you gardened, if you're good at building things, you built things. So, you know, each of us have our own areas of hobbies and expertise that we are interesting for us and that help collectively build our tribe, whether that's being a good father or being a good mother, um, or, you know, going to work and providing for your family. Those are all things that our brain does in order to have success in our, our minds and hit the dopamine hits and everything else that allows us to, to feel happy and successful and everything else. So, you know, when when you think about going to the gym, you know, I remember, man, this was so I was in Berea, which would have been I probably would have said this. This was probably 2008, 2009. And I remember this story because I got I got out of the Marines and I started ballooning up in weight um, and I saw myself getting out of control. OK, I, I knew it was happening early on. And. And I've seen those signs before because you know my whole my whole life as a kid I was overweight and obese, and so I got out of the Marines. I was in pretty decent shape in the Marines, but I had no clue on nutrition, working out. I had no idea how to work out because again I wasn't lifting heavy weights or things like that in the military, so I didn't know that part. Just knew you had to run and, and do pushups. I just knew I had to run and do pushups and do pull ups. <laughs> that was it. And um and so I remember sitting there with one of my buddies. His name was Ryan at the time, and uh, I remember we started going to the gym at five thirty in the morning. Now, mind you. I had nothing. I had nothing in place. I had no nutrition. I had no sleep. I was drinking a copious amounts of alcohol. I didn't have any of the foundational principles that would make that gym, you know, run successful. Okay, and you know, I'd go to the gym at five thirty in the morning, and I'd bust my ass doing cardio, and then I'd go home. I'd eat a shit ton of food, and I'd gain weight, and I'd get fatter, and I could never figure out what the hell was going on. But I remember sitting in the parking lot. And this is before I knew about pre-workout, by the way. So anyways, but I was sitting in the parking lot and I would dread going in there. I'd be like exhausted, tired because I didn't get good sleep. I felt like shit because I was drinking alcohol. Um, you know, I didn't have, I wasn't eating the right food. So again, my body wasn't nutritionally sound from a whole foods perspective or punishment perspective. And I'd sit in the parking lot and I dread going into the, into the gym. I'd hate it. I hated that feeling. I hated going there, but I still got up with my, because my buddy Ryan was there, accountability, but I had none of the other principles to make me successful there. Now, flash forward, when I started with you, Ben, and, you know, I started going through this program, you know, I had a good, good foundation of nutrition. I had a good foundation, you know, because I learned from you, obviously, the nutrition side of things, the, the, the things that make me successful and that's the mindset and everything else. But I still dreaded having to go to the gym. And about like two months into it, my brain, I remember this moment, it was a lift. And it was, I think it was, it was, uh, it was, of course, push day. So it was, was, of uh, course, there is no other day. There's no other day. Just all we all Ben and I train all week long is chest, triceps, and shoulders. We don't care about any other body group, you know. Fuck the legs, fuck biceps, you know, yeah, and rest day. Um, obviously that's a joke. But um I remember I remember sitting there upstairs and I was going to bed, and it was the first time that I looked forward to waking up in the morning and getting a lift in. And I actually set my clock to go earlier so I can get my lift in, which I normally did because I normally lift it more so in the afternoon. I set my clock to go lift up in the morning. And, and from that day on, my mind had finally f- stopped fighting me and accepted that this was part of the norm and I had to go through it. And someone in Discord server had that same, same epiphany moment where they're like, man, it was the first time I went to the gym and I was like super excited about going and I really loved it. And so you have to recognize that, listen, as you're starting this, it's going to be, you know, weeks, months, you know, it varies based on, on distance, on, on time, on, on who you are. But eventually your brain's going to be like, hey, this is actually not so bad. I'm not dying. And you enjoy it and, and the benefits of, of activating your muscle hypertrophy and your overall health and your body building up for longevity, you know, all of those things start to happen. Your body's like, oh, hey, 
I kind of like this. I kind of need this. Okay, we're cool. We're good. I'll keep going. So, you know, remember that as you're going through this journey, if you're just starting, it's going to take some time to get used to it. And, and, and also one thing to hit on too is DOMS, the delayed onset muscle soreness that also starts to go away too. If you're being consistent with your workouts, unless you go to the gym with Ben and you decide to do hip abductors, then you're literally walking like a T-Rex, uh, you know, it, uh, like someone had. I remember had, the first time that I, uh, one of the first times that I trained properly. I literally, I used to live with my granny. So I sleep in a single bed. I remember waking up the day after the gym. I, honestly, my arms were stuck. Like, like I couldn't, there was nothing that I could do. I could not move them. Like they were stuck like this. I was like, how can I be like this for the rest of the day? Like I could not, like it was like pain. I had never, ever, ever felt before. So I can fully relate. Like, uh, it is not, it is not good fun. And I get to do that for a living. Now I put other people through that pain. So it's great. Um, the one, yeah, it's the so funny. It's so funny you mentioned that. I, I'll, I'll let you go for a second, but it's so funny you mentioned that because when I actually live with people, I enjoy putting up. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I love seeing them struggle because it overcome. <laughs> they oh, and there's a reason for it. Obviously, they're pushing themselves to different limits. I love seeing people succeed. But anyways, I, I love people putting people through pain. So, but anyway, the, but. well, like the the thing that I do actually enjoy is being able to show people that they can do more than they thought they were ever capable of. Yes, okay, maybe it is seeing them in pain and having a laugh at the unable to walk or whatever. But it's it's with love always. But the one thing you, you were saying, you know, about people sort of copying what you're doing or, or whatever the conversation was. I, I listened to, I saw, I can't remember where I saw it somewhere, Stephen Bartlett. Um, and he talks about how people only see the success. And he's obviously talking about business, but I think it sort of applies to what we're talking about here. It, it's probably a pretty good life lesson across the board. Um, people only see the success and then they try and copy what you're doing and the success, but they don't see the two years, five years, yes. 10 years beforehand of everything that got you there. They're not willing to do that and put that work in. They just want to do what you're doing now to get the success, whether it's whether it's your physique, whether it's your business or whatever it is. And I think that that is a pretty decent life lesson across the board. Well, you know, I, I, I always go back to, there was, there was a guy that slid into my DMs, um, like it was like a year year ago or so. And um, they had said, said a mention to me like, Dave, I've been lifting for 10 years and I've never seen, you know, my, my body doesn't look like that. Um, and, you know, like, how are you able to accomplish that? And what are you, you know, like, what are you doing? And you're basically insinuating, like, you know, obviously other things and stuff like that. And, and I've been very transparent. I'm on testosterone and everything else, which is perfectly fine. And who cares? I mean, like, what you want to do is, is up to you. Like, if you want you to do your body, cool. So I started going through this guy's timeline and you can see, you know, he, like when he posts, when he works out, it's very infrequent, right? You know, it's like once a month. Uh, and you know, it's predominantly cardio and, you know, you can see like, you know, beer, alcohol, big plates of food, pastas, everything else. And you see the lifestyle that this individual was, was, was living. And you're like, well, I can tell you why you're not seeing those consistent results just based on your timeline, you know? And, and so, you know, if you're not getting the desired results, the consistency is probably the problem. Is it consistency in your gym routine? Is it consistency in your nutrition? Is it consistency in your sleep? What are the things that are, are, are not allowing you to get to your desired results of what do you want to accomplish? And, you know, again, like, you know, there are things that, that can help you get there faster. Whatever you want to do to get there, that's fine. But notice that, you know, most of the people that have success with this focus on the healthy lifestyles. They, they, have, they eat good foods. They get regular blood work done. They make adjustments. They go and they make sure that their levels, you know, are checked, you know, saying, hey, maybe I need to supplement some iron or some, you know, whatever. Um, you know, they're trying to optimize their bodies for longevity, health, and everything else that goes along with it. And so you know, I think that the biggest misnomer of people is that this is a lot of work. It's not, it's not easy. The, the biggest thing is people just aren't putting in the work that they think they are. Right. It's, it's a little right. bit hard and that's a struggle. And they think they should be getting, like they're almost entitled to these results because they're putting a little bit of work in. And I've said this time and time again, two clients specifically, I said, don't be pissed off with the results that you're not getting from the work that you're not doing. Like it's hard fucking work to change your body. Yeah. It is absolutely worth it, but it is not easy street by any stretch of imagination. And especially if you have years and years and years of habits and bad habits and negative behaviors and loads of shit to overcome and stuff to break down with relationships around food and things you don't like doing in the gym and all this other shit. It's not just a case of, oh, well, I've, I've been training for six weeks. So like, why am I not completely shredded? Like what the fuck? Yeah. And I think that the whole point of that is, is that, you know, and, and I do want to say, yes, it's hard as hell. It regardless of what stage you're in. Right. But, but all of these things are built up over time. So don't think that like you have to go zero to 500 right away 
because that's not what we're, we're talking about. That's going to burn you out immediately. If you're, if you're going to the gym every, you know, all you're eating is, is chicken and rice. You're going to, to the gym, you know, seven days a week, you're doing 17 hours of cardio, you know, you're going to burn yourself out. It's not going to be successful. It's not sustainable. Start off small, as we've preached before on this podcast several times, you know, just getting steps in, you know, eight to 10,000 steps a day, uh, being able to, to focus on your nutrition. Those two things alone are massive improvements over what you're currently doing. Uh, and then starting to incorporate some resistance training, get yourself some muscle. Um, and, you know, it's interesting. Uh, one thing I wanted to hit on, because I, I've seen a lot of uh, things focus on this as of late, which is actually a really positive sign that we're, I think, communicating the right message out there is that there's there's a difference between fat loss and gaining muscle. Uh, and I'm seeing a lot more posts on this, which is which is appropriate because the conversations have always been, you need to lose fat, right? And, and but what does that mean? What does losing fat mean? Does that mean that the scale goes down? Or does that mean that you're building muscle and as a byproduct are starting to lose fat? And those are two very separate things. You know, you could shave weight off 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds. But if you're not in a good system that is continuously maintaining that and, and helping you build muscle over time, you most likely will not be successful long-term with all of this. So it's good to see that there is information out there now that, that is communicating more so the right terminologies of how you're supposed to do this, which is, listen, you're not going to get, you know, lean shredded six-pack abs on a, you know, cleanser diet um, that cleanses your body and removes inflammation, okay? It's just not going to happen. Uh, but what, you know, what that may do though, is help you digest better, you know, make you feel better. And that's a good thing. That's nothing wrong with that, but you're not going to be in a maintainable state the rest of your life. You're not going to be able to use a, a cleanser thing and eating, you know, two, 20 calories a day for the rest of your life. It's just, you're not, you're not gonna be able to sustain that. So, and same thing for Atkins, you know, unless you, you know, I think what Atkins was originally done for narcolepsy. Um, and you know, again, or Atkins and, and keto, um, if you're, if you're not, you know, if you don't have. Not, not narcolepsy. Was it narcolepsy? Epilepsy. Epilepsy. Keto. Epilepsy. epilepsy. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was epilepsy. Thank you. Um, so if you didn't, if you don't have epilepsy, is keto the right thing for you? Well, I mean, who's to say it is or not? If you're having success with it and you can stick with that the rest of your life, fine. 99% of people that go on keto can't stay with it because they get tired of eating meats and cheeses and fats and things like that all the time and low carbohydrates. Um, but the, the, what I wanted to, to focus on that was, you know, putting something that's, that's sustainable long-term that you're slowly building muscle over time you're slowly losing fat over time will allow you to sustain this for the rest of your life. Right. And that's what you want to accomplish. You don't want to go back to, Hey, I dropped 50 pounds. Hey, I gained 70 pounds. Hey, I dropped 20 pounds. Hey, I gained 40 pounds. You know, that's the cycle that we're in because we all cannot handle what it actually takes. It's a long-term slow grind to get to that point. Yeah. I actually had a conversation very recently um, with a, like on a discovery call with a client and they, they basically said, you know, they've been able to lose weight before and put it back on and lose it and put it back on. They're like, I'm at the point where I do not want to do that again. I don't want to yo-yo yeah. again. It's like, I've, you know, I've lost, I think he said he'd maybe lost 40 pounds this time around. And he was like, I'm at the point now where this is where the shit hits the fan. I start to go the other way. So I was like, I need something that takes me past that barrier and means yes. that I don't yes. sort of push or bounce back up. And again, Anthony, we spoke about last, he was the same, you know, there was a very specific weight that he got to every single time we needed to just break past that barrier. And I say, I would say that a lot of it is a, I guess a mental relationship with the number as well. Like whenever you get to that, it's like that, Oh shit moment, everything's going to house is going to burn down type thing. And it's sort of been able to find a way to push past that and find something that can take you beyond whatever it is that got you there, whether it's a fucking juice cleanse or keto or whatever other is that, that you decide to do. Everything has a purpose for a time, but just recognize that you need something that's a bit more sustainable and a bit more long-term. So in summary, don't compare yourself to others, compare yourself and hold yourself accountable, right? Um, if you're not getting the desired results, keep pushing yourself to get those desired results, right? Whether that's, you know, being lean, whether that's being muscular, whether that's being a general physique that is, is appeasing with your shirt off, whatever that ends up being, that's your goals. Set those goals, continue to change those goals, you know, to, to make sure that you continue forward and progress forward. But at the end of the day, you should only be comparing yourself to yourself. And, and again, I'm not, I'm not saying that the folks that weren't saying that, you know, are, are, are negatively talking about themselves, right? You know, they're obviously, you know, giving me a compliment. I, I appreciate the compliment and it's very you know, humbling to me to be able to, to, you know, to have people say, Hey, you look great. I've never had people say you look great before. So this is an unusual time for me. Right. Like, yeah. Is it I'm like, who? it's not going to be like, like and it's almost, it's almost like the, the imposter syndrome stuff that we struggle with in the security industry very heavily, which is, 
you know, like I remember going up on stage. I'm like, well, how am I, you know, like we have all these massive giants that are just amazingly brilliant people. Why am I up here, you know, presenting in front of all of these people? It's the same type of, of, of feeling that I, I get. A, I have a question. Yeah. Do you get a little bit embarrassed when people give you a compliment like that? In, like in I person? Do. I do. Because it, it's, it's hard. It's difficult yeah. to take a compliment. Yeah. It's hard. Like to take, you yes. always like will be like, oh no, this whole thing. I shift like, the conversation. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I shift the conversation. And, and I do, and I do that um, in business. Uh, I do that in, in, in my personal life. And I do it online too, because I don't like the attention of somebody giving me a compliment because I don't feel like I deserve it. If that makes sense. It's, yeah, it's a weird, no, stupid it, yeah, thing. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. um, it, it is something I always struggle with. Like when I get a compliment, I'm like, oh, hey, thanks. But you, you are amazing. Like, thank you for what you do. You're like, my wife always says, you can't give somebody a compliment after they give you a compliment. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, yeah, but I can't handle me not giving a compliment back to somebody that gave me a compliment because I don't feel like I deserve that compliment. So it's a weird thing that I go through. But yes, online, you know, if someone's like, I don't, I'm, I'm no Dave Kennedy. I'm like, well, I appreciate that, but I am proud of you for what you do. Um, and I'm like, don't, don't look at me. Like, you know, you know, um, it's just it's tough. I, it's tough. And I appreciate one, it. I appreciate, thing, I appreciate it. One, one thing that I want to challenge you to do, because someone has challenged me to do this in the past. When someone gives you a compliment, just say, thank you. And that's it. It's so hard to do. And I've seen it so many, like when people comment something, someone are like, Oh, I've had this for ages as if that means that it's not nice or good, or they can't make a compliment on it. Um, right. Yeah. You just have to say thank you and leave the conversation there. It's tough. Okay, I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. You know, it's one of those things where I, I, I have always struggled with that, and I'm always in tune to people's emotions. Which is, you know, I can remember uh, not to derail this conversation, but like I think everybody's I okay with derailing us conversations, but we're derail conversations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I remember as a kid, you know, um, I was, um, you know, I was, I was getting into the teenager uh, stage of things, and I was doing taekwondo. Uh, and I was, you know, again, overweight as a Taekwondo kid, uh, very, you know, unathletic. I didn't do, you know, any sports other than like rec basketball and stuff like that. But, you know, maybe a little bit of moving around, but I was still, you know, extremely overweight. And I just continued to progress that through my teenager years. And, you know, there's certain moments in your life that you remember you look back in. And I remember I was, I was testing for, uh, my black belt. And, you know, I woke up that morning, uh, not prepared to test for my black belt. My mind wasn't there. I was kind of like angry. I was pissed at the previous day. School didn't go well. I was going to pick down or something like that. So I just had a, I just didn't feel like going and testing for my black belt. And that day I was an a-hole to people. Like, you know, I just, you know, I was just like grumpy. I didn't want to do anything. And I failed my black belt test. And my dad said to me, he said, listen, the only, and I was mad at everybody. I was mad at the whole world. I was like, it's the whole world's fault that I didn't get my black belt. And what my dad said to me, which I still remember to this day because it like, it like set such a, a burn in my brain. Um, he's like, listen, you know, the only person that, and I'm glad he had this conversation with me too, but he was a hard ass. So he appreciated the conversation. He's like, the only person you have to blame for this is yourself. You woke up this morning, mad at everybody else. You already failed the test before you even set foot on the ground because you didn't have the mindset of going in. And he's like, I'm actually kind of concerned about you right now because you, you are extremely in tune to people's emotions and you didn't seem to care about anybody else but yourself today. And that like, that was like a dagger. You know, I was like, oh my God, you're right. You know, like, and, you know, I've always carried that with me of trying to understand other people's perspectives, emotions, and to help, you know, uplift other people as well, not just for myself. And, you know, so when I get compliments like that, my instant reaction is to remove that from myself and to put it back onto them because I'm appreciative of what they're doing. So, you know, it's interesting that we have those stories that kind of forge us and like little moments that you can remember, you know, that, that make you who you are today and a good life lesson, you know, from a father son perspective of, you know, focusing on what's important and owning your own mistakes, owning your own shortcomings and being able to say, well, you're right. I'm the only person that I have to blame for my health issues today is myself. And that's actually what caused this whole health journey. The doctor said, listen, you know, you're not going to be around for your kids. Basically saying you're selfish. You know, you're going to be dying in early age and not providing for your kids because you're not out there, you know, focusing on yourself and making yourself a better person from a health perspective. So, you know, we can all do it. It's just a matter of owning our own, uh, you know, internal struggles saying, fuck it, mind. I don't care what you say. There's no option. This is it. And, it's and just being a fucking adult and taking responsibility yep. for your own actions. It's like, 
if anybody hasn't read it, I would highly recommend Jocko's book, Extreme Ownership. Whenever you learn how to take ownership for your own actions, you will, your life will be completely different. People can't piss you off. Like you just have a different way of thinking about things. And even like you said, like you were totally to blame on that day that you didn't pass the test because it was your own actions that got you there. So definitely would recommend listening to that book. Anyway, it's a great book. Next Friday, which is this Friday, whenever you're listening to this on Tuesday, um, the 24th, I have my second webinar, which we're going to do. I don't know if you want to come and join me, but we're going to do some myth busting around stuff around the fitness industry. And it's been kind of fun, just stuff that people think that isn't necessarily true. So I'm going to do that. The link, I'm going to, why well, I'm doing this, but the link will be in the, in the notes um, for anybody who wants to sign up and join 24th at 1 p.m. Eastern. That's it. That's, That's it. our podcast for today. That Thank is. you all so much for listening. I'll bring it home. Join us on, on social media. We hack health discord. We hack health. Come join our community, you know, share your positive experiences, your struggles, uh, ask for knowledge, provide knowledge. We are a community of sharing and helping each other out, uplift one another to uh, make the world a better place for health and fitness. Even so, if you just want uh, to come and, sh- and ship post and give Dave a hard time, we're open to that. Too. <laughs> <laughs> or if you want to give me a compliment, see me squirm. Uh, you know, that's also, that's also good. But uh, no, we pr- truly appreciate all of our listeners. Uh, it's awesome to see, like, you know, I, I see a lot of the posts on social media and Discord, like, like all the, you know, this is what, just got done with my, my left out, you know, guess what I'm doing next. And it's a picture of us listening to our podcast. So we appreciate all you listening. You keep us going and, uh, you know, share us with friends, family, things that you, you know, folks you think would benefit from this. And, uh, last thing, you know, to, to quote, uh, Papa Swellio, go to the fucking gym. <laughs> See you next week. See you next week. <laughs>